ladies. Hello, hello. Welcome to our third annual First Ladies Week. My name is Tiffany Hargrave. I am the chairperson of our Women of Worth Ministry. And I am so glad that you guys are here with us today. This is our Women's Weekend 2021. I hope you were able to join us last night for our uh, prayer call that we had. That was our first event and it was so much fun. We had such a good time in prayer and we had a group discussion afterwards and it was just awesome. So I'm so glad that you're joining us this weekend. Uh, this is the first time that we've ever had a virtual tea. We definitely miss being together, but we're so happy that we are at least able to be with each other this way. So let's get started. We're going to have a really good time today. We got some fun in store. We have an awesome speaker, Reverend Dr. Uh, Susan Johnson Cook is here, and we're so glad to have her. But let's get started. We're going to open up with scripture and prayer. Our scripture for this weekend is Exodus 7 verses 1 through 5, and I'm going to read. Then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you like God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to say everything I command you and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And though I multiply my signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and with mighty acts of judgment, I will bring you, I will bring out my divisions, my people, the Israelites. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. We are going to read a prayer today from one of Dr. Susan Johnson Cook's books that the Women of Worth Ministry studied last year, and it's Becoming a Woman of Destiny, Turning Life's Trials into Triumphs. One of my favorite, favorite books. If you are on Women of Worth, you know this is one of my favorite books. I always talk about it. So in the beginning of the book, there's a Woman of Destiny's prayer that we've prayed several times in our ministry, and I thought it'd be fitting to pray that prayer today for um, Women's Day, for our, our tea. So if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes with me. The Woman of Destiny's Prayer. God, thank you for creating me woman. Thank you for teaching me how to give and receive love. Please go before me to show me the way. Please go behind me to push me with your divine touch. Please watch over me that I may be covered in your unconditional love. Most of all, please give me wisdom to walk the path that you have blazed and ordained for me and to know the difference between right and wrong. I invite you inside me that I may have your anointing. I seek you everywhere that I may know your fullness. Teach me to make wise choices in every area of my life. Surround me with and keep me in the midst of other wise women. Give me the clarity to show the wisdom I have to impart to women who seek to be wise themselves. Thank you for creating me, woman. I am blessed and highly favored. I am a woman of destiny. I am making destiny decisions. I am destined for greatness. 
Amen. I love that prayer. As a woman, I love that prayer, supporting other women. And Women of Worth is a group of women sisters. We're sisters who like to have a good time. And like I said last night, give God the glory while we're doing it. So that is one of my very favorite prayers. And I wanted to share that today. Um, before we get started, I want to make so everyone that registered for the tea, you should have gotten a registration packet if you were able to come to our drive-by event a couple of weeks ago, or uh, you could have come by the church and picked up your tea packet. Inside, you had a personalized Women of Worth packet of tea. And so I hope, I can't see you, but I hope you have your tea and your cup like I do. I hope you have on your beautiful sundress and your hat, and I hope that you are ready to have some fun today. I have a fun fact for you guys, okay? So I know you can't answer me back, but who, I know you guys don't know. Maybe you know, I don't know. But afternoon tea was introduced in England back in 1840 by the Duchess Anna. So it came about because lunch was at 12 and dinner wasn't served until eight o'clock. And so she would get hungry in between and decided to have start an afternoon tea with hot tea and biscuits and crumpets. So also in your packet was a recipe for a shortbread cookie. I hope that everybody had a chance to bake it and roll out your dough and make your own cookies or you could have bought your cookies. But in honor of Duchess Anna, we're going to have tea and cookies today. We have taken the tradition of afternoon tea like so many others, and turned it into a beautiful afternoon social event. Um, the first ladies' tea was introduced to St. Paul in 2017 when our wonderful first lady, Pierre, came and decided to make this event a part of Women's Weekend. And it has grown in large numbers since 2017. And so we are so glad that she brought that idea to us and we're enjoying it more and more every year. So without further ado, I want to um, introduce three ladies who are a part of the Women of Worth ministry. It is always our hope in Women of Worth that we will grow and grow and grow and that more women will come and more, more women will want to join us in our monthly meetings and our outings and our mission projects because we love sisterhood. So we have three ladies from our ministry today who are going to share with you why they love Women of Worth, why they keep coming back every month. So we have Shonda Rhodes, we have Denise Rhodes, and we have Frankie Davis. And please sit back and listen to why these ladies love WOW so much. Hello. Good afternoon, ladies. As you can see, I'm outside enjoying the weather for this wonderful tea. And I love being in Women of Worth Wow, just because of the joy and the interaction with all of the beautiful ladies. It keeps me connected with St. Paul. It keeps me with that personal connection with St. Paul. They give me joy. They give me pleasure. And it's always a great check-in every month with all of the sisters, just to see how we are growing spiritually and how we are growing um, with friendship. And I enjoy all of my time with them working in person. 
And I wish that I can see everyone today and give them all the hugs and the kisses and the joy to all of the sisters. And I would love for you to join us. We have a great time. We have different committees. I'm on the social committee. As you can see, I love to talk. Um, And we have different events for you. So I wish you could come out and enjoy some of our fellowship. Bye-bye. I'm a part of Women of Worth because it gives me an outlet to share with others as well as to learn from all generation and women from all different walks of life. Um, It's it's a part of me. I look forward to the meetings, Um, always engaged. Um, I appreciate just the wisdom, the sisterhood. It brings me hope sometimes when I'm feeling down. And the women in the group are very supportive. Um, A couple of years back, we were dealing with a lot of deaths in my family, but it gave me the reassurance to know that not only did I have my church family, but I had my personal sisters with me, too. And that means a lot. Um, The Women of Worth has strengthened my relationship personally, spiritually and emotionally. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So not only am I a part of this auxiliary I've also gained a room full of sisters. Hi, good afternoon, sisters. I am Franka Davis, well, as you know, but I joined the Women of Worth because of the fellowship, again, like everybody else said, the the fellowship of it. And you can be yourself. I find that I can be myself coming from a background of hopelessness. You know, and this this ministry has has taught me uh, that everybody can be your sister. I don't have any sister sisters, but I have these sisters that I consider my sisters. And and when I'm down, encouragement they encourage me. And whatever we do in the women of work stays in the women of work. And what I can say is the women of worth to me is wow. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for those testimonies. And I agree with everything that was said. Yes, we are a sisterhood. Um, the wow meetings is a, it's a safe place to talk. It's a safe place to share. What happens in WOW stays in WOW. We meet every first Saturday of the month from 9 to 11 virtually. And we would love, love, love for you to join us. Uh, You can send me your email address at, my name is spelled here on the screen. It's just as it's spelled, tiffany.hargrave at gmail.com. And please feel free to send me your email address. If you'd like to join, I can send you the links for our meetings, but we would love to have you. We have committees within our ministry who uh, work on uh, the community projects so that we are able to help other sisters in the community. We uh, have events for ourselves uh, so that we can remember to take care of us and sit back and relax and fellowship with one another. So it's just a wonderful group. I truly love everyone that is in our ministry. I look forward to it every month. And they are my sisters. They're my big sisters. And I, I'm so grateful that they trust me to lead them. And um, I'm grateful, grateful, grateful to have them. So next, we're going to have a raffle. 
This is why it's good to register, ladies. If you register for the T, then your name is in this basket. I'm going to shake it up because the name that I pull out, you are going to receive a wow gift basket. I'm not going to tell you what's in your gift basket, but it's going to be a good one. It's going to include a gift card. I'm not going to tell you everything else that's in it, but okay, I'm going to shake, 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 shake. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to pull a name. I'm mixing them up. Let's see. Regina Tisdale. Is Regina Tisdale on? I hope so. Regina Tisdale, if you're watching, you are the winner of the WOW gift basket. I have your email address. I will reach out to you by email. If you're here, put something in the chat or uh, send us a message and let us know. But Regina Tisdale, you are the winner. I will email you and try to get in contact with you so that you can pick up your WOW gift basket. Congratulations, Regina. We're so glad that you're able to join us today. Yay. All right, ladies. We have a wonderful, wonderful speaker today. Um, Susan Johnson Cook is here. And like I said before, we studied one of her books last year in WOW. And she is going to speak today. So uh, we have a video um, that we're going to show before she comes up. Dr. Susan Johnson Cook is a U.S. presidential advisor, pastor, theologian, author, and activist. Dr. Cook was the first black woman in the 200-year history of the American Baptist Churches USA to be elected to a senior pastor. She served Marist Temple Baptist Church in New York City, where she built a congregation from 15 to more than 1,000. As diplomat, she was the first female and African-American to hold the position of U.S. Ambassador for International Religious Freedom. Additionally, she's been the faith advisor to two U.S. presidents, three Catholic secretaries, as well as political and celebrity leaders. Currently, she's Currently, the founder she's the and leader of the leader. $1 million Real Black Women in Ministry Thrive Initiative for the Lilly Endowment, and also the founder, CEO of the Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce, the only chamber dedicated to black women business owners worldwide. Dr. Cook is the author of 15 books. She's often in demand as a preacher, motivator, and keynote speaker, and has given more than 4,000 sermons and speeches. Please welcome Dr. Susan Johnson Cook. Bless the Lord at all times. God's praises shall continually be upon my lips. Anyone ready to magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together? Oh, what a wonderful day. God's given us sunshine and he's given us the S-O-N, the sun that shines within us. So we greet you with Jesus' joy to your pastor. Pastor Scott, who's got charm, charisma, who's confident, courageous, and who's got the Christocentric message for you. I thank you for your leadership. I thank you for your friendship. What a marvelous experience already to be here with you and the great people of your church. And I know why I came to the Queen City, because we've got a Queen First Lady right up in here. Lady Peer, thank you so much for your friendship, for your leadership of WOW, and for your presence. 
It is an honor to be here, and I thank you both for this invitation. And I also say that uh, I understand that some anniversary greetings are in order, so we celebrate you and congratulate you. But there can't be a queen without a princess. And so for Princess Sharon, we praise God for you too, and we love you. Now, you know that you've got a wonderful team here, but I just got to give a shout out to Deborah Dalton. Thank you for making all the arrangements of the hospitality. To Chair Tiffany, thank you for reading that beautiful poem, and thank you for your leadership of WOW. And so I bring you greetings from our WOW, women on the world stage. We're based in New York, but all over the globe, sisters who are Christian sisters on a journey just like you. And so thank you for having me today. And to all the people of God, both the men and the women, we greet you with Jesus. Now, I don't have my hat on, but I'm covered by the Holy Spirit. So we praise God from whom all blessings flow. And I also bring you greetings from the Johnson Cook household. We don't have any princesses, but we've got some princes. We've got two BMWs in our household. Two black men working. Yes, we do. One is 25, who'll be 26 on Monday, and the other is 28. And so we bring you greetings from the Johnson Cook household and from New York and Washington, D.C. So magnify the Lord with me. Just if you would, just join me. I know we've had the Woman of Destiny prayer, and I thank you for using that book. And there'll also be some books that will be available through your church, three other titles that I brought with me. The first is going to be The Sister's Guide to Survive and Thrive in Ministry. If you feel God's calling you or has called you, it's a wonderful book for ministers, and you can get that through St. Paul. The second book is Sister to Sister, Devotions for and from African-American Women. 48 of the women who were in my life from Sunday school teachers all the way to people who are mothers in the village, they wrote their devotions of life. It's not a daily devotional, it's life devotionals. How do you get through marriage? How do you get through divorce? How do you get through the death of a child? How do you get through the death or the illness of a spouse? And they're seasonal and thematic devotions. And the third book is another bestseller. It's called Too Blessed to Be Stressed, Words of Wisdom for Women on the Move. It's scriptural steps to prevent burnout or to bounce back from burnout. Has anybody ever been burned out? I can raise my hand. I know you can't raise yours right here, but you can raise it wherever you are. In my seventh year of pastoring, I was young. I didn't have any boundaries, and I burned out. But the Lord sent me to the campus of Harvard University for a year sabbatical, and I walked around the Charles River, and every day he gave me a scripture. He leads me beside the still waters, and he restoreth my soul. So I pray that these books will be a blessing to you. They'll be available again through your church, and we praise God for you. Please just join me for a word of prayer as we begin today's word. God, we thank you for tea time. We thank you that we're hungry for the word, that between lunch and dinner, God, we need something from you. So bless us as we share together and celebrate this wonderful wow ministry. Lord, give us a word that makes our spirits and our souls shout out hallelujah and wow, God, what a word. Now bless us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today, I want to call your attention to a little further in that book of Exodus because this is our Exodus. I want you to go a little deeper with me to Exodus 13, verses 17 through 19. And Exodus 14, verses 10 through 16. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. But wherever you are, just follow the word in your heart. And it came to pass, 
when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, but God said, let's preach the people repent when they see war and they'll return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely, say surely, visit you. And you shall carry up my bones with you. Exodus 14, beginning at the 10th verse. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid. The children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore have you dealt with us to carry us out of Egypt? Isn't this the word that we told you in Egypt, Moses? Saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Would it have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die where? In the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which I shall show to you today. Say today, for he will show to you today, and the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. Say the Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore are you crying unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Say, go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Today we want to preach on, speak on, Pivoting after a pandemic. Pivoting after a pandemic. We who are alive today are so blessed. And we have seen and lived through what our ancestors could never even imagine. Big mama, big daddy, papa, mama, grandma could never imagine a black man in the White House. And now a black woman in the White House. But they also could not imagine two pandemics side by side. Coronavirus or COVID-19 and a racial pandemic, which all of us knew about, but suddenly because of the courageous video of a young 17-year-old girl, Donella Frazier, who said, I want the world to see what I'm seeing right now. Because of her video, now the whole world knows about our racial pandemic. I used to live It's been my most favorite summers right outside of here. They're now suburbs, but back then they were little country towns, Monroe and Concord. Oh, did I have a great summer. But my grandmother, rocking on that porch, drinking lemonade and and sweet tea, could never imagine what we would be going through side by side. Oh, yes, she knew about racism. Because blacks were on this side of the railroad tracks and whites were on that side of the railroad tracks. And so the days we would come to Charlotte was a big trip because we were leaving the country, coming to the big city. They could never imagine what it would be like right now. Two pandemics side by side. So we know what it's like to be oppressed. We know what it's like to be judged by the color of our skin and not by the content of our character. 
We know what it's like to have limited resources or sometimes no resources, but still be expected to deliver and achieve, even overachieve. You gotta be twice as good, they say, if you're black. So they could not imagine what life would be like right now because really life for us is like one long pandemic. We've lived through racism and women, yes, sexism. So perhaps you can relate. Perhaps you can identify with the people of God who've been in forced labor all their lives in this book of Exodus. They have been in Egypt, expected to be twice as good with limited resources, expected to make bricks without straw. And they've been in it so long, they didn't even call it a pandemic. They just called it life one-on-one. But God is so awesome that he always flips the script and he raises up at least one to call our attention to the fact that we are not made to be in captivity, but we are made to be set free. It's Exodus time. Say, I'm coming out. And so you remember in that scene of Harriet, I hope you saw that movie, and I realized why they called her the second Moses. But there was a scene when she's on the bridge and, and they're trying to capture her again. And she says, I'd rather die in this river than to be captive again, because we are not made to be in captivity. And that's what this scripture really is all about. We are not made to be in captivity. So Moses, God says, you have an assignment. Female Moses is who are watching today. You have an assignment. He says, it's not a comfortable one, Moses. And Martin Luther King says, the measure of a man, the measure of a woman is not where you are at moments of comfort, but how do you handle the crises and the controversies in your life? Moses, you're to go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Why Moses? Because you remember Moses was a baby in the bulrushes and God raised him up in the Egyptian culture so he could learn the very culture he has to now go and speak to. And won't God do that? Take something from your childhood and prepare you for the moment just right now. I remember at the age of 14, my parents allowed me to go to Spain. The kids who were in my private school class, if they were in 10th grade, if they studied French, they went to France. If they studied Spanish, they went to Spain. And so my parents said, you're going to go. They didn't even have their own passports. And so they allowed me to get my passport and go to Spain. And when I went to Valencia, Spain and was a student abroad, I understood why I was going to be a woman on the world stage. I knew there was something more than just the Bronx, New York, where I lived, near Yankee Stadium. And so it is no accident that the Lord would raise me to be an ambassador for international religious freedom. Because God takes even those experiences we think are small and minute, and he uses them for his glory. So Moses, I prepared you for this moment. I know it does not feel good, but this is not a cutie pie convention. This is not a cutie pie time. You have to go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So even though the story seems like it's about struggling, it's really about strengthening. Even though it looks like it's a pandemic, it's really about pivoting in a pandemic. Even though it looks like slavery is really about being set free. So I want you to shout with me today, I'm coming out. God, during COVID, is only God good put the whole world on a sailor, a pause, 
Nobody could go anywhere more than you. Nobody could do anything bigger than you. No church was bigger than any church because we were all on a pause. He did not do it to infuriate, but to liberate. Not to turn us from him, but to turn us more towards him. Not for us to keep on struggling, but for us to be strengthened. Not for us to get caught up in a pandemic, but to learn how to pivot in a pandemic. And so in every story and in this story, there's first a moment of liberation. That is the process of being set free. But you know, there are going to always be some who don't want to be set free, even when God's trying to set us free. Here they are, dissing Moses. Why did you leave us alone? Why did you leave us back where we were? We were comfortable. Yeah, we were enslaved, but we were comfortable in our slavery. And there are going to always be people, as God is setting you free, that are going to be spewing out things that are opposite of where God is taking you. Which means that there is also a moment not only of liberation, but cry out prioritization. God says you've got to prioritize the relationships in your life. The people who can't go where God is taking you can't go where God is taking you. He's trying to elevate you and celebrate you, and some are trying to take the very joy out of your life. you got to say, this joy I have, the world didn't give, and I'm not going to let you take it away. Prioritization. Maybe your chapter in my life is over for this season. And there is a season for everybody. Ecclesiastes will say there's to everything, there's a season and a time for every matter under the heavens. Time to be born, a time to die. God says this is a prioritization. But not only is it prioritization, but it is what I call pivotization. Say pivotization. That means you got to turn. You got to make a turn from something, not away from God. But turn towards it. Doesn't Second Chronicles remind us, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, turn towards me, then some healing can happen in this land. Then I can hear somebody because healing you have turned towards me. So there's liberation and there's prioritization and there's pivotization, but they found themselves in a situation. Say situation. Situation. Anybody ever been there in a situation? Here they are with the Red Sea in front of them. Enemies pursuing them from behind. Wilderness on both sides. It is not a pretty moment. Wilderness on both sides. Red Sea in front of you and enemies pursuing you. It's what preachers call being between a rock in a hard place. Anybody ever been there between a rock and a hard place? You can just wave your hand and say hallelujah. Okay, the rock and the hard place. You've never taken a drink in your life, but you have an alcoholic now in your family. Rock and a hard place. You've preached abstinence to your family, but your daughter or your son has impregnated a young teenage girl. You're between a rock and a hard place. It's not just the sister, there was a brother involved. Rock in a hard place. Okay, okay. Single sisters, you got two men in your life, two brothers seeking you. One is on your sofa eating your pound cake, the other's on the cell phone saying, I'm on my way over. What? You between a what? A rock and a hard place. Anybody ever been there? We're in virtual space. What you got to say is, I've been there. I've been there. Just you, yourself, and I. I've been there. Here they were in a situation. But I've learned that's where God does his best work. When we are weak, God is strong. God begins to have a conversation with Moses. Moses, why are you crying out to me? 
This is a time for frontline faith. And we're in a time of a pandemic where it's time for frontline faith. Ladies, we got to have frontline faith. It's not a time for wimps, but it's a time for warriors. Not a time for whiners, but a time for winners. Moses, why are you crying out to me? That's also a moment of confirmation. You have to be in a position where you hear God. We used to have a song, have a little talk with Jesus, tell him about his troubles, and he'll hear our faintest cry, and he'll answer by and by. When he calls me, I will answer. But you, you got to be in a place, but that's confirmation because he may are in a place of a situation and God speaks. That's when you know it's confirmation that you're on the right path. Sometimes people think you're just crazy, that you are too Christian to be any good. And God says, no, no, you're on the right path. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your way. Stay on the path that I have talked to you about, that I have walked with you with. And though I am with you always, even to the end, even when there may be nobody else walking with you, that's confirmation. But then God says, there's going to be an altercation. As you are trying to be set free, as you are going somewhere, as I'm taking you somewhere, there will be an altercation. And that's where all these people start dissing Moses and shouting out because some just don't want you to advance. Understand this, sister. I know there's a tea on a Saturday, but there's some who are not happy just because God's taking you somewhere. So there may be an altercation, but this is what God says to Moses. Moses, they may be dissing you. They may be crying out and yelling at you. He says, but I'm going to speak a word of salvation. Say salvation. Moses, forward is the only way to go. When we're pivoting in a pandemic, you can't go back to the way things were pre-COVID, but you've got to go forward. How are we going to minister in a post-COVID generation? How are we going to be in a sanctuary? How are we going to be when there's no longer a digital team, but we're back in touching one another? He says, I got to speak a word of salvation. you got to go forward. Don't let people take you back. And you know, we've got a lot of drama in our families especially around funeral time, people want to go back and they still upset when Aunt Mamie, who didn't leave them $60 and Aunt Mamie is under six feet and she's resting in peace. Turn and tell somebody, don't go back. Don't go back. It's over. It's over. Wipe the slate clean. You know, single sisters, you don't want to go back. You want to go back to the man who said he was going to marry you and he didn't marry you. Look, he's 82. He's toothless. He got eight babies and walking on a cane. Say, thank God for Jesus. Don't go back. I'm going forward. Even if I got to go by myself. Hello, somebody. Slap somebody high five. Slap yourself high five. And then God speaks a word to Moses again. He says, use what's in your hands. He says, I've given you a staff in your hands. Yes, it looks like these obstacles are insurmountable, but I've placed something in your hands. And everybody here has something in your hand. What you have is not what I have. What I have is not what you have. You can wear a hat like I can never wear a hat. You can do some things I can't do, and I can do some things you can't do. I'm from New York. We can dance like nobody else can dance. Oh, yeah, we can do some things. But God said, I place something in your hands. But don't let anybody take what's in your hands. But when you use what I place in your hands to the glory of God, he says, I bless it. And then I help people to get to the other side. That's what ministry is really all about. Helping people to get to the other side. You heard the testimonies of how people didn't have sisters, but this is a sisterhood for them. That's getting up to the other side of 
isolation and loneliness. We got to get people to the other side of COVID, a pandemic. Some people have lost loved ones. We got to get people to the other side. We got to get people to the other side of poverty and pain. And that's why this housing development that you built is helping people get to the other side. They got housing right near the church. Come on, somebody. Senior living right near the church. That's getting people to the other side so that their golden years can be golden. Even Mother Curry, the mother lady here, is doing her little her little Zooms and her typing in and giving messages. That's getting people to the other side of this technology so they're not afraid of it. You got to get people to the other side. So after the liberation and the prioritization and the pivotization and the situation and the confirmation and the altercation and the word of salvation, what happened on the other side? It was tea time. It was time for a celebration. It said Moses and Aaron and Miriam, don't leave the sisters out. And all the sisters grabbed their tambourines and they began to dance, 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 dance all night. Why were they doing it? Because they were praising God from whom all blessings flow. Praising God that the pandemic didn't get us down, but we learned how to pivot in it. And you know what's a good way to pivot? You give him the praise. Give him the glory. You give him the honor. You give him all the glory. Say, God, thank you that I'm still here. And because I'm still here, when you call me, I will answer. You remember Isaiah? He said, I need someone who's not jacking and shucking and jiving. I need someone who's serious about serving me. Serving me in your own way. I'm not asking you to be like anybody else. Who can I call? Who shall I send? Isaiah raised his hand and said, here am I, send me. And I think when Moses raised that staff in his hand, he was raising his hand saying, God, use me. He took me from a baby in the bulrushes to a fugitive to a stuttering pastor. And now you got me here liberating and leading your people. Are you ready to raise your hand? Are you ready to pivot in this pandemic? Say, here am I, Lord. My storage is empty. And I am available to you. Let's pivot in this pandemic. God bless you. Until we meet again. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. I got Tiffany up. Go ahead. You got go ahead, Pete. Amen, amen, amen. I don't know if you are at home giving God praise for that message, but wherever you are, you should be giving God praise for that message. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sister Susan, Susan Johnson Cook, for that rousing message and such uh, for such a time as this. And we're just so delighted and excited that um, that she was able to spend some time with us today and. We'll be here on tomorrow. We are just delighted that um, that you are with us as well. I just want to say a few things. Um, first of all, I want to thank all of you for joining us. And um, although we're in this virtual space, we know that we weren't able to get together and wear our hats and gloves and our and our fine attire and see and hug one another. But we are all here because God has given us the grace to be here. We know there's some folks that 
were at our team um, when we were able to have it before, and they're not with us now. So we're going to give God praise for being here and still being here. Um, and prayerfully, next year, we'll be able to um, get together and together as we have in the past. But in the meantime, we are going to give God praise for what we have and the fact that we are still here. And while I'm talking about being here, we hope that you will be joining us on tomorrow for our Women of uh, Women's Day here at St. Paul Baptist Church. We um, have uh, the first time that we're going to have uh, 50 of our women who uh, are vaccinated that will be here in the sanctuary. For some people, they haven't been in the sanctuary for uh, more than a year. And so we are delighted to be able to ask you to join us, um, whether here in the sanctuary or to join us virtually. And so we're looking forward to hearing even more from uh, Dr. Sujay as she brings the word on our Women's Day 2021. Um, I just wanted to thank you, um, all of the women of worth who have worked tirelessly. You know, even though it's a virtual event, it still takes some uh, planning and some uh, dedication to be able to put together an event like this. So we want to, of course, thank our fearless, our um, uh, dedicated and wonderful leader, Tiffany Hargrave. Wherever you are, please give a rousing round of applause to her. Um, we want to thank all of the ladies who shared with us on today, um, both Shonda, Denise, and Sister Frankie. We want to thank, of course, Deborah Dalton, who is our um, woman of all trades extraordinaire, <laughs> who is behind the scenes making it happen and making it work. And you all, if whenever you get a chance, send her an email, a text message. Uh, send curry a pigeon, whatever you have, <laughs> send her a note and let her know that, that you uh, appreciate what she has done to make all of this happen um, virtually for us. Uh, I am just excited that uh, we were able to have a Women's, a women's Day tea. Um, I hope that you were able to make your shortbread um, uh, recipe. If you are not a baker, like I am not a baker, and you cheated and you bought some, some cookies, bless you for that as well. Um, but we are just so excited that you were able to join us on today, and we look forward to having you join us on tomorrow. If I could um, call upon Dr. Sujay once again to just give us our closing prayer, um, we will actually have our benediction, of course, on tomorrow. But if she could give us our closing prayer just to um, close us out on this day. And we just want to say thank you once again for, for joining us. and. Um, now I give you that to CJ. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you, Lady Pierre. And this, I want you to get your courier pigeon, your email, however you can reach her. And we want to give God the glory for Lady Pierre. Um, let's praise God for her. Oh my God. She's beautiful in spirit and countenance, but also in her leadership of her. So let's join together in the word of prayer. If someone is with you, certainly give them a bomb bomb. And if not, if you by yourself, we got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we are all in community right now. Let's go to the Lord and say thank you. God, we thank you for this time we shared together. Lord, we end as we began. Thank you for creating us women. Women, plural. Thank you for giving us breath, 
life, femininity wrapped up in your divinity. Thank you, God, that you allowed us to be women of work. So we say, wow. Now dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Thank you for feeding us this tea time giving us our shortbread cookies and cookies, but thank you for giving us your word. So we bless your name until we meet again. Thank you in Jesus' name for every participant, every leader, Lady Tiffany, every testimonial word woman who read today and gave her word of testimony. Thank you, Lord. And we'll see you again, God. Let us walk with you and talk with you. Lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name. Come on, say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Welcome.